Hello and welcome to Relationship Rescue, the podcast. Every relationship begins with you and it certainly does. And um, please don't forget that uh, ever, every relationship begins with you. Um, it's so hard for people to really understand that it's not all the other person and it's not all them. It takes two. And, you know, I've said it before, a relationship can heal when one person begins the healing process and starts changing their reactions. But what there's one relationship that it's very difficult to heal. And that is the codependent and the narcissist. And that's what we're talking about today. Um, you know, one of the things that I, I've tried to do is try to figure out a different word for codependent because it has such a negative connotation and, and people don't want to hear that, you know, codependent, it makes them sound like they should feel shameful. And it's not a shameful um, word. It's not a shameful um label if you'd call it to say I am codependent it's like an alcoholic that says I am an alcoholic you know I'm a codependent that's see codependency is born in childhood right and we're going to go over that a little bit here in a second but you know what I want you to understand is see codependency when you you hear the word and you hear people say you know oh you you know you need to meet your own needs which i've said many times fill your own voids and that is true right because you if you can't meet your own needs and in and fill your own voids you're always going to be looking to somebody else to fill them but here's the thing being dependent on one another in a relationship is healthy healthy dependency I should be able to count on my partner. You should be able to count on your partner. You, you know, people need to be able to count on their partners for their love, safety, security, that they can lean on them in a healthy way. And, you know, so if you were to take a codependent, which is not a totally healthy person, right? They're a half. A narcissist is a half. That equals a whole one. That equals one. Relationship should equal what? You guys think two. You know, a healthy person and a healthy person is equals two. But a healthy relationship should equal three. What does that mean? That means you have a person, a healthy person within themselves that loves themselves and they, you know what, they fill their needs, their desires, their voids. They know what they, who they are. And you add that with another person. That's two. And then you add the healthy relationship which is the third, which is another one. So that equals three. And what does the healthy relationship say? Healthy dependence, right? You don't, you aren't fearing that, you know, the other person's going to leave. They're going to disappear. They're going to gaslight you, all of those things. So um, codependence and pathological narcissists, okay? You know, there's different, and I'm going to go over the different levels. I have different levels of codependence and different levels of narcissists, but basically they're both underdeveloped people emotionally, and I was one, remember, okay? So I'm not, this. I was a codependent, severe. But what happens is, since they're underdeveloped emotionally, they feel they need the, each other to feel good about themselves. Basically alone, they kind of feel empty. Well, I know they do. And so, you know what, in order to escape that, their fundamental, you know, feelings of shame, and pervasive loneliness, they are attracted to each other. But here's the thing. Here's the difference between the, co- the narcissist and the codependent. 
the nar the codependent is conscious of what is their, what what who they are and their be why their anxiety okay they they can't ignore it but what's happening is they're unaware of why the subconscious belief system is causing their this you know uh, the triggering them in they're becoming consciously aware that okay I'm not feeling good here right you know and all these things kick in and they get triggered and all the things start happening um, if you were to take a codependent and say, what are they made up of? Like, you know, what is their core? Who are they? Well, they are one part childhood attachment trauma, massive attachment trauma. Uh, they have core shame. They have um, a lot of them, pathological loneliness, codependency addiction. They're in love addiction, love addicted, addicted to love. I want you to love me the way I've never been loved, please. And what is, happens when a ga uh, narcissist gaslights you? Oh, my God. Holy smokes. I've never felt this way before. Please don't leave me. Please don't leave me. Because guess what? You love me. And you will never hear those, you know, like the wonderful, beautiful uh, gas, the love bombing that you heard in the beginning. Right? Once in a while, they'll throw you a bone if they think that you're going to leave. Or, or they'll try to leave and you'll run after them. Um, also, it's, you know what, they have been gaslit by most likely a parent or somebody in their childhood. You're crazy, right? Okay, and guess what? They will also gaslight. They will gaslight. Codependents do have some narcissistic tendencies depending upon the level of codependence and how much the narcissist is making them feel crazy. Okay, so a narcissist, their core, their, their core belief about themselves is they are not, you know, good enough. They are less than, their shame is humongous. Um, where really the codependence core issue is really, core belief is they're going to be abandoned. Okay, so you got a person not feeling good enough, like a, like they're just, you know, they couldn't please somebody, a parent, you know, they had an overbearing mother or father or one emotionally disconnected, whatever, I could go on about it, but I'm not. Bottom line is they have massive shame. They're, they're not good enough. They couldn't do anything right. Um, and the codependent is, don't, I'll do anything, don't abandon me. Just don't abandon me. Right. So what do you how these two people fit together perfectly? It, it, they don't, obviously, but they do because the narcissist just wants just feed me, feed me, feed me, feed my ego. Just keep throwing stuff at me. OK. And as long as you feed my ego, I will not abandon you. As long as you rescue me and take care of me, I will not abandon you. And but yet if the if the um. If the codependent even gets just a slight twinge of, you know what, you might be leaving, it's, it's, they go at, after, they persecute, they, they attack, okay, they can get very angry. So, a, a, the highest level of a codependent um, is basically absorbed, only focused on the needs of others and they completely ignore their own devalue their own they're often they're very powerless and they are just prime for a narcissist 
And a lot of the times they're, um, they're not acting out, they hold it in. But here's the thing. They allow things that bring them more shame. They know somebody's cheating. They know somebody's being abusive. They know what's going on, but they can make excuses for why it's happening. You see, these guys, the highest level of codependents are great at making excuses for people, for the person that they don't want to lose, right? For the person that's going to, you know, love them the way they've never been loved. They are really good at making excuses for them, you know? Um, and it, it's... <laughs> It's, it's, it's really sad to see this and to hear it and to have, um, to think that there is no self-worth in a codependent at this level. There's no self-love. There is very little, there's no self-respect. And the narcissist preys on them, you know, and they'll keep going back. They'll keep going back. You know, then there's the then there's another level. The next level really is, you know, below one below is, you know, they have tendencies to be focused on, you know, the um, needs of others, but sometimes intermittently they will, you know, try to get their needs met. Okay, um, they're very fearful about doing this. Um, they are they they tiptoe to get their needs met. It will be like. Um, do you think you could do this? They they don't want if they if they feel any chance of that their request or trying to get their needs met is going to be met with the person leaving them, they will backtrack. They will go right back into it. But they do have, you know, um they do know that they are more deserving and they do know that what's going on is not really right and they will try okay um and then we have another the the other lo level which is you know like basically go four three this is like two okay um they they know they're you know they're predominantly i mean all codependents are predominantly you know focused on the needs of others but they will also you know it take care of themselves Okay, they are capable of setting boundaries, um, and they will also ask for what they need, and and they will feel needy and stuff. But they're not going to be completely walked on. And then finally, you have the one that is a caretaker, but they won't allow themselves to be exploited. Okay, um, this is like the codependent that's kind of like more like the anxious, um, anxious preoccupied. Right, the, the the they can walk away from the narcissist. They will walk away from the narcissist. They will say, "Uh, uh, no more." <clears throat> Excuse me, I'm done. And a healthy person, obviously, you know, is balanced between love, respect, and care for themselves and others. And you know, we've kind of you know, go in a secure relationship later. So, what level of codependency are you? Be honest with yourself because the only way to healing, the only way to change is through massive honesty, which is awareness. And, you know, and there is no shame in wherever you're standing. You know, the only thing that's uh, bad about codependency is if you never do anything to change it, to help it, to heal it. That's the only, you know, that's, that's, that's the only problem, really, that right now, wherever you're standing, it's okay. It's okay. But if you're aware, that means now you're aware, 
which is the first step. And then the second step is decide to do something about it, right? So then you've got them, you know, with these, the narcissists. Is there a level like one, two, three, four of narcissism? Actually, kind of there is. So, so level one would be almost like the dismissive avoidant, right? And, and so, um, just, they're not going to really gaslight. They're not really a narcissist, but they're not going to, um, stick around if you start getting needy if you if they start thinking you're emotionally getting attached no they they will you know they will leave um and you know they, they want to have your attention and appreciation but yeah that's not going to be for too long they that starts to get them scared and you know and they go so then you've got the next level which they're pretty much self-centered <laughs> Okay, their entire identity and their reputation is fused with their need for attention, validation, and recognition. Okay, they are basically extremely drawn to that um, imbalance and the distribution of the what you give me and what I give you in the relationship, right? Um, they are always expecting to you to give more than, you know, they're ever going to give. But sometimes they can show love, respect, and care for their partners, and that's the problem. Okay? They can. Now, what's, is that, what's the difference between that, this level that I'm talking about and a fearful avoidant, right? Because we've talked about the fearful avoidant or a little bit, and I'll go into the detail of different podcasts about them. The difference is that... They're not, uh, this, this, see, you got to understand the fearful avoidant wants to be close to you, wants to, but can't. The narcissist never really desires you, but can keep you in check and keep you this level, you know, sometimes give you some bones, basically. The fearful avoidant is too fearful to be attached and, and their attachment style is to run technically, but they don't want to. They don't. But, and, and they actually, so here's the thing about the fearful avoidant and this level of narcissism. That fearful avoidant can cause you more pain, heartache and pain than this narcissist if you don't mind fake love. So messed up, isn't it? I know. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. But the fearful avoidant really leaves massive heartbreaks. All over, trail of them. All over the place. And this this, this level of narcissism, again, they're self-centered. It is about them. But they will throw a bone once in a while. Really um, will keep a codependent there. Um, and normally they can't handle the codependent that is the most severe. Why? Because they're just way too needy. And these people are actually kind of go-getters. They're focused on going and getting money, jobs. Like this is this is kind of a level where you would see a high-powered executive. That's what this. If if you were to think of this level of narcissism, good enough to give some bones, right? But they are everything is tied to outward appearance, and the wife might or the husband but bottom line is and i'm sorry men but narcissism is more prevalent in men than in women yes it's in women but so this level wants to be have the outward appearance of the nice house the cars the kids the nice wife everything the the executive right so now along with that 
though, while keeping the wife happy, do you think they're cheaters? Yes. Yes. And I'm sorry to say, yes, absolutely. Um, so then, you know, um, you also, if, you know, we keep, let's just keep going, you know, and all of them, by the way, are most, all narcissists are entitled. They have self-absorbed, self-centered, all of it, you know, um, and like I said, this one, the one we just talked about is able to give some. Now we're going to go into the one that can give, but guess what this one does? They are quick to anger, extremely defensive, and they quickly try to justify their actions. This is almost at the highest level. This is the narcissist that will love bomb and will if you call them out on anything, gaslighting is going to happen. So it's, this is toxic. We are at toxic level. Um, they will not, uh, but they won't give you and show you the narcissistic rage. They'll just get really defensive and they'll turn things around. But you're not going to see the narcissistic rage. But these people will gaslight you and they have you off balance, off kilter most of the time. And the codependent keeps trying and trying and trying. And it's like, when are you going to love me? When are you going to love me? I've been good long enough. I'm Come on! Those dividends are need to be rolling in. Where are they, baby? Well, you know what? They're not coming. And if you ask for that, you know what? And you and if you accuse them, um, like you, let's say you find out they're cheating and you accuse them. Oh, defensive. I would never do that. Honey, no. Uh, uh, are you crazy? You were going through my phone? Are you kidding me? What's wrong with you? How could you not trust me? Oh, you know what? You're pathetic. That's so pathetic. How dare you even, even ask me that? You know what? You keep asking me if I'm cheating, and I might as well just cheat because you're always accusing me of cheating. Yeah, that's this person. Lovely. They'll deny they cheated till the end, and if they ever get caught, they'll blame it on you. So then we've got our worst one, right? The pathological narcissist who is basically unable, unmoted to show you any love or respect or care. Now, by the way, this, this level and the level below, the one that I just talked about, a lot of them are not successful in life. They're in dead-end jobs. They... Um, have never, they looked at, for their partner to take care of them financially, emotionally, mentally. They always just make it. Um, they've leached off of everybody that they could possibly leech off of. Um, taken, taken, taken. And, um, or, now, remember, because there are some things, they're highly, highly successful. I know that sounds crazy. The, the pathological ones can be highly, highly successful. And that coupled with the inability to actually really stick with loving and caring and not being able to do that makes for a out of touch person that you, you will never ever feel any sort of real comfort from them. It will destroy you. They will 
destroy you. They can't even uh, really display empathy, right? Um, if they do give you anything, it's with strings attached and they'll take it away. Okay? And they, they cannot comprehend or accept their pathological levels of narcissism. And if you confront them about it, they will strike back. Now, either with direct, directly or passive aggressively, but they will strike back and you will get the rage. And they will, if you're not capable and strong, they will destroy you. And they will have you backpedaling. They will have you thinking you're crazy. They will have you probably apologizing, actually, um, and coming back for more. So what do you do? What do you do? Well, you you gotta you gotta figure you gotta get off this out of here, right? The drama triangle is the dread. I call it the dreaded game. I'll go over that in another podcast too. I mean, there's so many podcasts I need to do, but um, you know, you can't rescue or save anybody ever. You can't. Um, you're not here to to stroke somebody else's ego. You're not here to be a trophy. You're not here to make sure that. Um, somebody else is okay financially, emotionally, and you're not. Okay? You're not a rug. You're not a piece of shit. You're not a piece of crap. You're not an asshole. You're not a bitch. You're not anything uh, that they might call you. You're not crazy. You're a human being that doesn't know how to love properly because you were never taught. And not only do you not know how to love properly, you don't even know how to be loved. And you've got to stop going, you know, yes, you can heal in relationships. It's hard to do, though. If, if you can heal in a relationship with a narcissist, I've done it. I've helped people do it. But if you end up out of the relationship, don't go into another one, please, until you have healed this, because otherwise you're just going to attract another narcissist. For sure, without a doubt. So, either heal in the relationship or stop and heal when you're done. I'd never tell my clients to go no contact, and here's why. A brain on fire cannot heal. You cannot heal with your brain on fire. So, what happens is, if I tell my client to go no contact, what are we doing the entire time? Talking about how there's no contact with the narcissist. We're concentrating on the narcissist the entire time. Never concentrating on them. Well, what the hell? Fuck, that's not, what, what good's that doing? Nothing, nothing, absolutely nothing. We're wasting time. You're wasting money because you're not going to heal. So what I tell my people to do, I don't care. Stay with the narcissist because I don't care about them. I care about you. And as I heal and help you heal, Either this person is going to step up to the plate with the narcissist or you're going to leave. You're going to get the courage to leave. And you know, another reason I don't tell people to um, go no contact is because you know how many therapists or coaches have told people to go no contact and it's impossible. It's If you have never been codependent, if you're not codependent or you're listening to this and you don't know what it means, it means that if you were to tell somebody to go no contact... Their central nervous system is fighting to keep them calm. 
right? Every cell in that body is fighting to keep them not anxious, just calm, right? And, and, and every time they get triggered, they're in flight, fight mode, right? So um, if they go, if they block that person and they're not ready, they will be in panic in, in flight or fight mode the entire time. They will not be able to heal it. And now what does that mean? They don't want to go back to the therapist or the coach and say, sorry, I wasn't strong enough to actually block them. So what do they do? They don't go back. They don't go back. They quit therapy. Why? Because of guilt and shame that they couldn't go no contact. They feel weak. When in actuality, they're not weak. Chemically, they're, they're imbalanced. Emotions and everything else are actually, they can't fight it. They cannot fight it. It's nearly impossible. So what good does it do for me to tell somebody to go no contact when one, they're going to physically feel ill. They're not going to, they're going to have headaches. They're going to have anxiety. They're going to be freaking out. They're going to be preoccupied with it. And we're not going to get anything done. And number two, why should I make them feel more shameful and guilty? And then they don't come back to me. And then for sure the narcissist wins and they don't heal. That's not right. Don't go no contact. Just start healing. Because the rest will fall in place. Okay, I'm done for today. And, um, you know, my, there, uh, what's today? So there's three days left for the black pre-Black Friday sale of the new course, How to Unlock Your Attachment. And, um, you know, it's amazing. It's an amazing group course. We are going to, you're going to learn a lot. Is it for codependence? Well, Part of the group course is, you know, part of the, the, the thing about the course is you're going to get two free calls um, and to use after the course because I want you to go through it first. And this isn't actually, a, it's, it's gonna, you're going to do healing. It's not a massive trauma healing course, right? There will be healing. You will learn about codependency and attachment styles, how to break it, how to date, how to do all of those things. It's a start for you. If you're a severe codependent, you need more than this. Let me just say that. If you are severely codependent, you need more than this. If you are the micro <laughs> level one or two codependent, you're fine in here. You can do this. But if you are a severe codependent with severe trauma in the, in the past, like, you know, everybody's trauma is severe. But if you are in massive relationships with it you know going from narcissist to narcissist and you are broken this is not the course for you i don't just i'm not here just to take people's money i'm here for transformation and change so this is for like a level one two codependent and obviously the anxious preoccupied this is for the dismissive avoidant this is for the fearful avoidant um the narcissist won't come because they don't think they need this they're not even listening to this <laughs> <laughs> There's nothing wrong with them, right? Jeez. Oh, God. Anyways, so, um, yeah, the um, I'm going to put the link to the course in these notes, the, the, the show description. And um, the code is B35B, I'm sorry, BF35. So it's for Black Friday 35, BF35. Um, I hope to see you in there. If you are severely codependent and you are spinning, you know what? Um, you can go to my website, sign up for a free 45-minute call. Um, thank you for tuning in. Bye-bye.